Hello, this is Rafferty here with my friend Scott. Say hi. Hey guys, it's me, Rafferty's friend, Scott. Today we are going to talk about discernment. Give us some background, Scott. Of course. Discernment is when you can tell the difference between good and bad, right? Yes. God is calling us to discern using his word, the Holy Bible. Okay, but I have another word for you. It is judgment. How is it different from discerning? Will you please tell us our listen- and our listeners how we can tell the difference between judgment and discernment? Well, discerning is to judge within your brain for yourself. On the other hand, judgment can be rude by saying things about other people. But how can we use discernment in life? In life, there are many examples and ways of how we can use discernment. For example, when you are choosing a friend. When you choose a friend, you need to first discern whether they would be a good influence in your life or whether they would influence you to do bad things. Okay, I think I have a good example. If the Bible says that we false prophets like wolves in sheep's clothing in the end days, then we need to discern if they are with God or with the devil, using the Bible as our guide. Right. Let's find more verses in the Bible so that we can understand and discern from the Word of God. Okay, Raph, I got one right here. It's found in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10, and it says, To another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and and to still another of the interpretations of tongues. I got another one, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, and it says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. This verse tells us that discernment can only be made through the Holy Spirit. Yes. I have some teaching points for you today, Rafferty. Number one, the greatest deception is the one closest to the truth. Number two, the enemy tells outright lies. They are easy to spot. His deceptions are more subtle, like tricking and faking. Number three, nothing good ever comes from lies. Stop right there. Those are all great. Number three is very true. Raph, I got a question for you. Yes, Scott, what is your question? Well, have you ever heard the quote, realize, realize, realize? Yep. If we have good, real eyes, that means we have studied the Bible and we know what is good and bad for us. That's what I thought. Let's go back to those teaching points. I'll talk about them right now. Number four, if we believe the deceptions Lucifer offers us, we will perish. It is an eternal life and death matter. Number five, the enemy is going all in to rob Jesus of the people for whom he paid such a high price. Number six, Satan knows that he is lost. The objective as this master deceiver is to take down with him as many as he, as he can. That's true, Rafferty. It's like in World War II when Germany knew they had lost, but they still try to kill as many Jews as possible. Let's keep going. Number seven, we need to look carefully at everything. Many things will look genuine and good, but we need to examine them carefully and uncover any deception that lies beneath the veneer. Number eight, conditioning makes things seem normal. Over time, even though they may be bizarre or wrong. Good. But what is conditioning? Conditioning is when you have been taught or done something for a long time and have formed a habit, which makes things okay to do. I'll read some more of the teaching points we have here. Number nine, we are conditioned. We don't see things as they really are. Number 10, everything needs to be judged against the Bible's truth. Number 11, the Bible teaches us not to judge people, but as Christians, it is vital that we judge issues so that we are not deceived. We need to be critical consumers. I got a few more teaching points, Scott. Go ahead, Raph. Tell us what you have. Number 12. 
If we want to ensure that we are not adapted by the devil, we need to question the things that surround us in our culture and apply God's truth as we look beneath our mask in order to critically assess what we see. Number 13, we have to know the real in order to recognize the false. Knowing the truth will help us to not be taken by the enemy's lies and deceptions. Number 14, when we allow things to become become normalized in our mind, we are not actively involving our judgment or applying God's truth to the particular issue or situation. Number 15, this means not having swallowed the world's priorities, not acting as unsaved, but instead knowing grace has been given to us and living the priorities and truth that heaven stands for. I think that's all of them, and each one of them has a great signature meaning. Keep studying the Bible to learn to discern. Why don't we have a closing prayer? Sure. Let's all close our eyes and bow our heads so that we can be reverent and respectful. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for all that you provide for us. Thank you that we have the opportunity to share your word. We pray that you may touch someone's heart today and that we may make a difference in the world of sin. We pray that you bless all of us and our listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.